0: Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Johnny B, and we're back here for another episode of DFS with Fields of Fantasy, and it is week eight of the season, seven weeks in now, and it was probably a slower week again, I thought, last week. Two slower weeks on the trot, um, and they probably feel a little bit slower than they should because of the absolutely ridiculous point scoring in the two weeks prior. So yeah, another difficult week last week. Riku, what are your thoughts on uh last week and where do you think it's gonna um well where would you, are you gonna target this week?
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was a interesting week. It was a, another ten game slate and this week we don't really have any buys. So we've got thirteen game slate. I actually got 190 points for lineup last week. I oh, think that's, me... that's impressive. Yeah, which got me 26th in a 3,000-person tournament. But I was, I was, uh, up, I was up second uh, until Mahomes and Kelsey came and destroyed my Jackson, uh, Andrews, uh, Gibbs, and uh, I'm on St. Rastak. So uh, yeah. it was one of those weeks where we've been slating tight ends all year, and we had actually quite a few tight ends that did well last week. So uh, it's a both a buttersweet one because uh, I saw sort of – 2x my money in total, but it could have been 10, x But it's yeah. one of you know it's one of those weeks. But yeah, we're back into the normal swing of things where we have a slate of 13 games. But as we've seen this whole NFL season, um we've got lot lower totals. So just looking at the slate that's going to be there, we've got 13 games. Uh the ones that really stand out, we've got the cowboys against the Rams, uh 45 over under uh Colts against the Saints uh, which is a dome that's a 43 and a half which is an interesting game Dolphins against Patriots 47 points but that's all on dolphin side uh and the other two games that stand out you've got the Broncos against the Chiefs again predicted to be kind of quite one sided with the Chiefs and we have uh an interesting one which is the 49ers that have two back to back losses against the Bengals and that's a 45 total but generally, we've got lots of games between the 43 to 47 range, uh, and then a few games that are way beyond you know below that the likes of the Giants against the Jets and Titans against the Falcons. But pricing-wise, I think we're at that point of the season where you've got a lot of injuries, and then you've got lots of players that are sort of emerging. So, you know, as we always know, with the bye weeks, the rookies come better. So last week we had JSN, for example. Uh, We've got Addison having a good game. So I think there's a lot of value on the slate. Uh, And a 13-game slate makes it quite hard to sort of decide which way you're going to go, particularly as there's not a single game that really stands out this week. Um, And the other thing worth noting is probably that we've sort of... This year, we don't really have a clear tier of, of running backs. We've got CMC and everybody else. Uh, so CMC's priced at 9200 The next most expensive running back's uh, Barclay at 8000 where I won't be going. Uh, so we've got a broad slate with lots of interesting options and lots of interesting games. So I think we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with injury news and weather concerns, which are important this time of year.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to be an interesting slate. Um, and yeah, I found it a little bit hard to decide as well where I wanted to go. I, there is a lot of options and I've seen what um, what Dowie's picks were, although he's not here with us this evening In yours and a lot of them were ones I was considering as well. So it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, Dowie,
1: but... Dowie's tilting Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, so he just can't face football until they get another win. No, he,
0: he's currently, um, he's been spotted um,
1: shouting at... Uh,
0: Whatchamacallit, Mark Davis. Mark Davis to uh, get uh, McDaniels out, but it's not going that, that well. So he's currently celebrating Rooney and concentrating on English football rather than American uh, <laughs> at Birmingham. Cool. So, as always, we'd like to go through each position one by one, and we are going to start at quarterback. So, for me this week, um, there's one player I really, I really I don't normally like to spend too much on quarterbacks the pattern hasn't been there in our actual DFS league it's generally been the cheaper quarterbacks that have gone away and uh, taken the win but this week I'm actually thinking I might spend that at 8,100 on Lamar Jackson Uh, the Ravens I think at the moment that one of the informed teams they looked great last week Um, And they could look great again against an Arizona defense that struggles against quarterbacks. But not only that, they actually struggle against quarterbacks uh, rushing as well. Um, I believe that they've given away three rushing touchdowns so far this season. Um, And they also have well over 100 yards uh, rushing yards conceded to quarterbacks. So it could be a nice little area to target. If I'm going cheaper, I actually found it harder this week to go cheaper than um, more recently. Um, but I think if I'm going to go cheaper, I think I'm going to try and target the Houston-Carolina game, where I think Bryce Young could uh, have a bit of a breakout game. He has had a 20 pointer so far this season. That was against Detroit, who's a similar team to Houston, where they cannot defend against the pass. Um so I think at five thousand one hundred, and we all have seen what Adam Thielen has done this season. I think if you can get Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, and it's a week where I quite like spending up on running backs, you can do that. So I think it's a nice little stack for the Thielen because a lot of people who might pick Thielen, but I don't think as many people are going to go and then pick Bryce Young. Um, so they're the two I quite like. What about Requ? What, what 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 QBs are you looking at this week?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, as he said, it's sort of one of those weeks where it's really hard to, there's lots of good quarterback options, but not a single standout one. So uh, just going so from the top, there's a lot of these one-sided games where a team has a high uh, total. And as we know in the NFL, the challenge is mm-hmm. what keeps a quarterback from throwing the ball and rushing. I mean, different with rushing quarterbacks, but that's how you really achieve ceiling games, uh, Unless it's one of those where somebody wants to dump a divisional opponent, like we saw with Patrick Mahomes and yeah. you know, Jackson last week. Um, but I, you know, I think Joe Burrow at six thousand, he hasn't looked particularly good this year. We know he's had uh, injury concerns. They're coming off a bye week. Uh, I'm just gambling with six thousand that he could get to that point where we've got Mahomes or Hertz or Jackson. So, I think it might be popular, but I think against uh, the 49ers who have given up a lot of 300 yard games for wide receivers, he's a pocket passer. So, you probably need him to throw over 300 yards and score, you know, past two or three touchdowns. Uh, But I think at 6,000, you know, being priced under the likes of Dak or Stafford or Kirk Cousins, I think he's a good bet. And, you know, we know the 49ers will keep the pace throughout the game and they'll keep scoring um, as a Shanahan offense does. But I think Burrow, in order for him to, uh, you know, have a proper ceiling game, this is a good environment as long as he's healthy, because that 49ers pass rush is ferocious. Um, the other one I like is a, you know, that Bryce Young tier, I think Kenny Pickett's against the Jag. So obviously a jab you know, we know that uh, it's quite hard to run against that Steelers uh, defensive line. So I can imagine Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball a lot. Uh, and to keep up, I think Kenny Pickett will have to throw the ball a lot. We haven't seen a ceiling game for him in, in his NFL career, right? But at 4,900, I think he's a good option. Uh, you can easily stack him with the two pass catchers who are there, so Pickens and Johnson. Uh, and those are like, it's a very simple and clean stack. You can bring it backwards. Ridley, Ingram, ET Kirk whoever you want and you're essentially betting that that's going to be a high scoring game environment so I like those two but again this is one of those weeks where you know there's about five, six, seven different options and pick the one that you like because I, there's no single game that stands out particularly Yeah I think it will be a bit of a lottery this week
0: um, I think Dowie went Hurts and Purdy I'm not hundred percent on, uh, Purdy, but um, Hertz again. It's a lot of money, um, and is he questionable at the moment with his knee? But he's not expected he to miss is. any yeah. game action. But yeah, he's keep questioned. a look on it.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's rushed quite a bit this season, but we'll put we're to Hertz again. Hmm. Again, I think the challenge is that you know we could just have a law. And that takes us nicely running backs. So we could have a lot of, you know, rushing for uh, the Eagles. And that's why I like Swift particularly this week, because I think they could just keep in the ground. And, you know, Swift is underpriced for the opportunities he's had. So he has a lot of rushing game involvement and quite a lot of target. So I think at that 6,300 price point against the Washington def- defense, which hasn't been particularly good, I can see them utilizing him a lot. And that's a nice pivot off. Hertz uh, in general.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I think yeah, if if they're not going to allow Hertz to rush as as much as he normally would, somebody's got to take the uptick. So Swift is an option, and you never know. Mister Kevin Gamewell could get a bit more of action than he has in uh, recent weeks.
1: Any running backs that you like in particular this week? Yeah, there's there is a couple. Um, I for me,
0: Alvin Kamara. I think he's he's come back, and you know, you know, you're going to get a solid return off of Kamara. Four weeks, his baseline has been seventeen and a half points. His ceiling last week against the Jags twenty nine point three. So I, you know, you can easily get thirty points for Kamara. Seven grand is not too expensive. He's also playing the Colts, who on defense have just been atrocious. Um, Whether that's defending the pass or the run. So I, it could easily be um, – so for it to be high scoring, I think New Orleans have got to play ball on that. Colts can play ball because their defence is crap and they have the capability of scoring points, as we saw Minshew Mania last week. Um, but it's whether or not the New Orleans uh, offence will turn up. But I think they're going to rely on Kamara because I don't think they car re- Karl's been uh, reliant enough and he's been fit. And even Alave's been pretty quiet. So Kamara's got to be the guy, I think, to get the offence going. Um, But the other option is, um, for me, if I'm wanting to go a bit cheaper, uh, is Brees Hall against the Giants. Nice, easy matchup for them. Um, And you just look at that uptick he's had the last two weeks against Denver, against Philly. You know, 22 attempts he had against Denver. He only had 12 against Philly, but he still um, hit the 20-point mark. And he had that ceiling in week five against Denver of a 31 point. So now you can see they've taken the reins off of Brees Hall. But for some reason, uh, the guys in Vegas haven't taken the reins off the pricing. And he's still only 5,900. He could be the bargain of the week, I think, Brees Hall. What do you think, Riku?
1: I agree, and I think he'll be very popular. So I think he'll be a very good option. Uh, partly because they don't trust uh, Zach Wilson, so they'll probably ride Breeze Hall against the Giants. And it's one of those games where the Jets really want to beat the Giants, right? And they yeah. in playoff contention, the Jets as well. So I mean, through all these uh, shocks, they are in playoff contention. So I think it's interesting. The other ones I'd call out is I like Damian Pierce for his price, five thousand three hundred. Carolina don't have a good run defense. Uh, Pierce has been splitting the role more than you think would Singletary, so that's a bit worrying. But if you want to go down that punt range, I think Damian Pierce has a good uh, opportunity this week. Uh, the other interesting one is Bijan Robinson. I think a lot of people have been burned by him. Uh, he hasn't produced. Uh, last week, um, the Falcons... Uh, dressed him up and he got suited but he played one snap because of illness so I think a lot of people's lineups crashed because of that so I think for that reason uh it will be interesting how many people play him and at his price of 6,000 so being cheaper than likes of Pacheco somebody that catches passes somebody that is a great rush off the ball I think he's an interesting option uh next week
0: and speaking of Pacheco that's where um Dowie would have gone, I believe, as well. And I, I do like Pacheco, even at the price of 6,100, um, just because of the opposition. I mean, and if anybody that's playing against Denver, I probably like as a running back at the moment. Cool. Wide receivers? Yeah. Where, whereabouts
1: are you looking at wide receivers then this week? I mean, naturally, you'd kind of go chase because you'd stack borrow with chase, but I'll pick somebody else, uh, AJ Brown. I mean, the. We, we did raise some concerns about Hurts, but, you know, A.J. Brown at 8,000, I think should be priced close to 9,000 uh, range. He's been one of the best receivers this season. Uh, that fully passing attack is heavily concentrated. So, you know, Devontae Smith just hasn't had much of a look in or big game this season. So I think A.J. Brown at 8,000 is a very good play, and I prefer him, you know, if you're thinking about it in these terms... Would I pay a thousand more to get to Cup against Dallas? Probably not. Would I pay 500 less to get to Jalen Waddell? Probably not. So I think he's at that perfect range where he's a clear alpha wide receiver one. And we know he can go for 150 yards and two or three touchdowns. So he's he's one of those players that can really wreck the slate that you kind of had to have him uh, to play. The other couple of ones I've mentioned are Olave against Indy, pass final. Carl hasn't been good, but Olave gets targeted a lot. So I think at 6,400, he can pay off very well. The other ones are Addison, 5,700. We saw him uh, against the 49ers. Looked very good uh, in that game. So I think he's way too cheap for his role. And I'll just mention one more. We know that Olave had some sort of speeding incident where he got arrested. If he doesn't play, uh. 3,900, Rahid Shahid. But I think Rahid Shahid's interesting in any case because he's good leverage off Kamara and Olave. And Carr will be throwing those deep shots um, throughout the game. And he's already had a few over 15-point games. At that price, 3,900, I'd rather play him than, say, an OBJ or Traylon Burks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with uh, AJ Brown. If I'm spending over 7K... That's where I see the value, um, and, and, and I'm not confident on any of the others. At the price that they are at, above seven thousand, it's the only one there I'm confident on. The rest of them, you know, because here's the thing with um, cup and the cow, you don't know how that's going to get split. No, and you know they're both having great starts of the season, but it reduces the potential ceiling. Because you know it's gonna, still going to get shared. They're both going to get the action. Well, as you say, Devonta's had hardly any look in. And, you know, even Devonta at 6,700, I think, is overpriced just because I'm not confident that he's going to get the receptions to warrant it. But right next to him that's a $100 cheaper is a guy that's, on average, getting 10 points per game more than... Smith and that's Thielen. And I think if you're picking picking young, I think Thielen's an easy option. And um, even against teams that are partic- are actually good at defending against wide receivers, um Thielen's turned up. So uh, I think it's a nice matchup against Houston anyway. And I think that could be a little bit of a a good game where both teams are chasing each other's scores. Um another one that I quite like this week, um, actually, if I'm looking at Packers game, I feel like if we look at the Packers, it's a bit of a share between, well, Reed's probably getting a bit more action than do, is it Dobbs or dude I always get it wrong. Um, but he's had two weeks of 18 points uh, against Detroit and New Orleans. Um, he has had 11 points last week. And I think he's going to get that at least this week. It's 4,900, but I think he could get towards the Fifteen to twenty point week again, um, and he's playing Minnesota. And again, Minnesota, are a game, or a team. Sorry, who I think have defensively on the whole been atrocious, and generally seem to get themselves uh, involved in games that usually go tight and is a bit of a shootout. So I could quite easily see Dooms or Reed actually um, one of the two. I think if you pick one of the two, one of them will probably have a very good week this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Watson. I had him last weekend in a lineup that scored 190 points and he really burned me. But yeah. uh, 5,100, he doesn't need many long receptions to get there. So I think he's an interesting option. The other thing is the Vikings splits a lot. So uh, play a lot of man coverage uh, in defense. So that really helps guys that, you know, good receivers that like could separate the only worry I always have with Green Bay Packers receivers is that they play a very heavy rotation, a bit like the Broncos. They've got yeah. Wickers there, they've got Toure there, they've got five, six guys that they're rotating. So um I think for the price, you know, you're not, you know, you're not paying up seven, eight grand. So you're not going to get certainty to an extent. So I think they're all good options. So I I think all of them and I I think I mean, the Packers, been... you know, wide receivers against the blood-savvy scheme, forcing Jordan Love to throw the ball quick and deep uh, are definitely good options. Yeah, I think I think the one thing probably is a good point is, as you say, it's
0: a 13-game slate. There are a hell of a lot of options. You probably don't need to go to a Packers wide receiver to get a more, well, I wouldn't say definite, but one that's more likely to turn into good value compared to the Packers. Because as you say, hard to predict, do you really need to go to one of the more uncertain wide receiver rooms in a 13-game slate? Probably not. And I think that's probably argued
1: myself out of picking uh do any know, of them now. But I do really like the Thielen one because... The thing is, I haven't played Thielen once this season. I didn't draft him best ball once. And part of the reason is that you just have this bias where he's an older guy who didn't play particularly well last season at the Viking. But if you put his game logs up, logs up and you look at how many targets he's getting, how many receptions, how many touchdowns, how many yards, you'd think that he's definitely a different player. So I think that's an interesting that's an interesting play. And I still think people have a hard time to... Pick him over, say, a uh, Garrett Wilson or DK Metcalf or someone like that. The other interesting play I, I like is uh, Drake London because I think against the uh, Titans, it's hard to run at them. And I know we spoke about uh, Bijan, but partly because he catches passes. By 5,100, you've got an alpha receiver that's clearly the best passing option in that team is not spending time with another tight end like Putz is. So I think for that price, you know, I'd rather go for Drake London than maybe one of the Packers guys because they price the same. And, you know, Drake London's going to get you seven, eight, nine to even more targets than that. So he's an interesting option against one of the worst pass defences in the NFL. Definitely. Um,
0: Where did Dowie, he was, he was looking at, Devonta Smith himself, who we've actually slated. So um Dowie, you could do a little tweet if you like, um, to say why well, you've picked him. because uh, we've both said we probably wouldn't. And I think the other guy he's gone with is Michael Thomas. So actually, no, I you can see him having yeah. a good game, especially if it's, if it becomes a high scoring game. Um, I think Thomas would probably get involved. Uh moving on to tight ends then.
1: I'll, I'll just um, say one thing about wide yeah. So if you look at like a Devonte, like above the best theory here. So if you look at Devonte Smith, he's six thousand seven hundred. What do you get if he hits thirty points? There'll probably be a guy below him or a few guys that will hit around similar the points. There'll be a few guys above him. Okay, you you get more points than the guys above him, but there'll be a cheaper one. So with guys like Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle, unless they hit that insane threshold and they're only two three percent owned and nobody's going to play them then that makes sense but generally i kind of try and avoid those kind of guys that there's a smaller likelihood that they hit you know the optimal and become like the guy that you have to have then they can play because they play for good teams so people play them week in week out so i try and avoid those guys definitely Wow,
0: the biggest reason Dowie's probably happy he's not on the podcast this week is he doesn't have to talk about tight ends. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind it at the moment. You know, the last few weeks, as you said earlier on, have been a little bit more interesting in the tight end department. And there's a lot more to talk about. And actually, the other point is, if you look at the actual slate, the tight ends at the top have all oh, really, uh, most of them have got really good matchups. Yeah. So it, you could easily pick some of these higher tight ends, and you know Kelsey's been looking great as always, and he's starting to—it's the Taylor Swift rhythm, effect. you know—it's it's the Taylor Swift effect, and you know if she's there again, any sign she's there last minute, you've got to stick him in. No, anyway, uh, let's let's be serious. Well, I th- I, I play in Denver. Uh, Denver are the worst team, uh, at the moment this season. Well, they uh, beat the Packers, tight ends. though.
1: They beat the Packers.
0: That tells you how bad the Packers are. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, But yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, they're up there with Lions, and even the Jets have been bad against tight ends this week. But I I do fancy that as a, you know, if I'm going to spend against Cows, spend my points for for Kelsey, it could be the week this week. The the only worry you have is whether or not um, the Chiefs are. Three or four scores up by halftime, and then they might just give it to all the backups. But we'll see. Um, but again, they might, as you said, they might think divisional opposition. Let's just put them to the sword the whole game.
1: Yeah, true. Um, what what tight ends do you like? You know, I think Kittle might be popular because uh, Debo is going to be out, and you know that passing attack is essentially Debo, CMC. Ayuk and Kittle. So I think Kittle will be very popular and I think it's a great matchup. The problem that I always have with Kittle, Kittle is he goes for 30 points or he goes for four or five points. So, you know, just going through his game log this season, five points, six points, sixteen points, two points, twenty-seven point seven points, one point one point, thirteen points. So, you know, when you get to your week where you pay that much for a tight end, then they're scoring you a couple of points, mm-hmm. your lineup's done. So I Kittle's worrying. But the guy that I really like, uh, so more expensive one is uh, Waller. Waller seems to be a bit better. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he's the wide receiver one, essentially. That's the way I think about Waller. Uh, He can get you, you know, last week he got you 22.8 points. I mean, he didn't go, you know, he's two yards off, uh, 100 yards, so that would have got you another three points. So I think Waller... On a week like this, where probably people won't uh, play him, people will probably be more likely to play the guys above him and the guys below him. So uh, I think he might be a sneaky play. The other one I think is interesting is Dalton Schultz. Uh, he's sort of gone under the radar. He's got a couple of games now, close to 20 points. Um, if Tang Dell isn't playing for uh, the Texans, I think him against the... Poor Carolina defense, particularly with C.J. Stroud throwing the ball a lot. I think at three thousand nine hundred, Schultz could be an interesting option. And then we back in the territory of pun uh, tight ends. There's a lot of guys priced around that three K mark, a bit above or below. So that's interesting as well. But it's hard. It's hard to figure out with tight ends. You kind of go. You either pay up or you you pay down. So the guys like Schultz and Waller tend to get overlooked quite a bit.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I think. This week, it's probably the first week I'm thinking. I definitely, I, 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 I do actually quite fancy spending my money on a decent tight end, because well, I did it last week with Andrews. He did okay um, last week, um, but he was in my flex. To be fair, I had another tight end, but I actually think this week I just look. I just, I think the matchups uh, that good for even Dallas. Gubbett, he could have a good week as well at four thousand six hundred. Um, so you know, I'd rather throw a dart on an expensive one than a cheaper one this week. I think. Yeah, I actually do. Um, because the, the cheaper ones, I think, are actually harder to read where I want to go. Where, you know, I feel a lot more confident on all those higher picks this week, and, and they're all, all the all the best tight ends are on the slate except for the Porter.
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: So you know, we're being spoilt this week at tight end department, mm-hmm. and I believe. Dowie would have gone with one of the uh, cheaper shots in the dark and would have gone with Chig, but I think that's probably for the fact he's his boy rather than anything <laughs> else, isn't it? He? he does love Chig. Right. Going on to DSTs then. Um, are there any DSTs you like this week?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, the payoff option, obviously, Eagles. Uh, Sam Howells, the most sack quarterback to this time or this point in season in NFL history. So I think Eagles are 4,300 might be worth the price but coming below that seahawks three thousand four hundred playing at home facing the uh, cleveland browns uh watson deshaun watson won't be playing so you've got pj walker and if anybody's watched red zone or watched the any highlights you you can tell me pj walker might be the worst QB in the nfl so uh seahawks have a decent defense they've got great secondary um uh, what um Tariq Woolen and Witherspoon. Uh, so I think they're a very interesting option 3,400. The other ones I like is uh the Falcons playing away against the Titans. Will Levis will be the quarterback for the Titans, it seems, in this game. So Falcons have been decent defensively. So I think Levis could be prone for turnovers and sacks, particularly as rushing quarterback. And the final one I like is the Vikings at 2,500 against the Packers. It's a blitz-heavy scheme. We've seen Jordan Love turn the ball over, throw interceptions. So I think if you're going to go down that punt range, I wouldn't want to touch the likes of New England against Miami or Broncos against the uh, the uh, Chiefs. So I think uh, Vikings is kind of feasible. How about yourself? I mean, I think Vikings are definitely cheap at two and a half, aren't they? Yeah, and Green think... Bay. Yeah, I, think...
0: I agree. I'd agree, but I, I if I, the team I really like is is the Seahawks. As you said, with uh, PJ Walker, and um, if you know, if he's playing, then you would have you'd expect the Seahawks to have a ten point plus game. I would have thought. And um, they're getting ten on average anyway this season, and yeah, Cleveland have been particularly bad at. Uh, Get well at giving points away to DSTs, they seem to be giving turnovers. And it did, we can say how bad
1: PJ Walker is, but even Deshaun's been giving away points, so yeah. Um, so I knew some of my lineups last week, he gave me a minus one at quarterback, so I wasn't particularly pleased with
0: that. I I bet you weren't. Um, (laughs) I think I went away from from, uh, Deshaun in the end. Um, it was one of the people I was looking at, but um yeah but seahawks i do really like there and then you've also obviously got the likes of the dolphins against the pats who could easily be a 20 pointer you know uh, because the pats are I, the pats look better than they are because i the, the bills were awful last week um that's another thing to talk about but i don't really want to talk about it being a bills fan um so yeah so but yeah i'd i probably will go seahawks or dolphins i think I'm willing to spend my money there. As, as you say, I actually don't like too many cheaper teams. Um, the Vikings, I don't mind. It, uh, something tells me the commanders might upset the uh, Philadelphia, and I don't know why. But yes. if they are protecting Hertz and his knee, then maybe they're going to be an easier team to read this week. Um, yeah. and, yeah. and, and Dowie went Jets as well, by the way, just to put it out there. But I think the Jets are probably... They're my favourite to score the most amount of points this week. It's whether I want to spend the four grand on them. It's probably the uh, yeah
1: the question. The I th- I, I think... I'd rather go up to the Eagles at that point because yeah. you know, Howard's guaranteed to get sacked and likely turn over the ball a few times. So it's it's essentially a question who do you think is more likely to score defensive touchdown out of those two? But they'll rack up points through sacks and Exactly, uh, and the other point is, there is twenty six DSTs
0: on this um, slate. Do we really need to go and spend on the expensive one this week when there's so many options? Yeah, I don't think you do. Okay, so that is uh, our picks for this week for week eight of DFS uh, on the Sunday slate. A quick well done to Odin Raven six nine six. He is our second third time champion. Um, no need to say who the other person is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they might be on the podcast, um, but yeah, well done, mate. Excellent, and I think you're. Um, I think that's your fourth place as well over the two seasons. So you're doing pretty well on uh, the money table as well. So well done. And if you want to get a slice of the action in the fields of fancy DFS league, over on DraftKings, link is in the description. As always, it is a five dollar buy in and we pay out to the top three. So it is a nice, chunky bit of money for the three that go away with the top prizes. And, of course, you'll be able to go up against the likes of myself, Riku, Dowie, Mystic Mark, and all the rest of our Fields of Fantasy team. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in week nine for more DFS action.